0: This is a Flashpoint Extra. I'm Flashpoint host, Cherry Gregg. So the attack against the actor, Jesse Smollett, shocked me. I mean, I had to post it on my Facebook page. I mean, I cover the LGBTQ community. I cover communities of color and anybody else who is persecuted. So when I heard... That the Empire star had been jumped by multiple people, had bleached poured on him, and a noose put around his neck, I immediately thought, is this 2018 or 1918? It hurt me to my core. And so, the reaction from the folks once I posted it on my Facebook, Twitter, and IG timelines was so serious. There was such an outpouring of support um, that I decided to do a story on it today. So, I reached out to the city of Philadelphia and I inquired about our hate crimes numbers. Apparently, they had already been looking at the issue and what I discovered is that we've seen a major uptick in hate crimes and acts of bias since the 2016 election. I report on this from time to time and the trend has continued. Through the end of last year, we hit 193 reports, okay? This is people calling in, reporting, doing all that kind of stuff. And 2018-16 reports were anti-LGBTQ. I got Ru Landau, Executive Director of the Philadelphia Commission on Human Relations, on the phone to talk about it. I also talked to a transgender activist about some of the times she's been attacked. And I got y'all some tips on how to protect yourself. Listen up. First up, Ru Landau. What makes a hate crime a hate crime?
1: Well, legally, what uh, makes a hate crime a hate crime is that there's a Pennsylvania law that says it's got to be a criminal act that is motivated by prejudice or bias and is directed at people because of their real or perceived race, color, religion, or national origin. The criminal act could be vandalism, threats, assault, harassment. Um, The biggest problem for us in Philadelphia is that Uh, or throughout the state, is that our state hate crimes law does not include other categories like sexual orientation or gender identity, disability, sex, or age. And because of that, Philadelphia has passed its own ordinance um, in 2014 to cover the majority of those categories. The local ordinance does not have the power or the penalties as the state law. But again, our state law only covers race, color, religion, and national origin. It doesn't cover crimes that are motivated by homophobia or transphobia, it doesn't cover sex as a category or disability wow. or age. What we've been telling everybody throughout the city is, if you see something, say something. You've got to take these seriously. Um, What might seem like a small incident in one neighborhood could be connected to something on another side of the city. Also, small incidents sometimes escalate into much larger acts of violence. And we do not want to see any more acts of violence against people based on Their race or religion, sexual orientation, or anything. And we certainly don't want to see any more mass killing. So last
0: May, Naima Sanchez, we're Facebook friends. She's been on Flashpoint. I've known her for years. She's a transgender Latina activist. She has worked for Galay, and now she's with the ACLU. Well, she was attacked one night last May
2: just three guys just started attacking me um there was nothing edged on or anything like that it was just uh you know fight for survival at that point you know um was it a hate crime did you think it was uh, a hate crime i mean to be an out and proud trans person i mean you could just try to put one-on-one together and i mean you could just only assume i mean there was Um, nothing that would had edged that um, interaction or altercation um, because I was coming from the hospital. I I wasn't feeling well, and um, it just... I got off the bus and was walking to my door, and then that was that. Um, I mean, we're seeing a lot more of folks who are out and proud of who they are um, being attacked um, because of of where they stand for equality or... um, or, or, uh, you know, being out about who they are, you know, or being proud about who they are, yeah.
0: Was that the first time, or had you been attacked before? Oh,
2: no, that wasn't the first time, no. I mean, I I would like to say, yeah, that was the first time. I mean, being young and being in the neighborhood, um, you know, there were always um, occasions that, um, guys would drive down the block and see the trans girls standing around, or they would try to assault us and rob us. Um, uh, and, and that was just something that we, sadly to say, we've grown accustomed to and got used to, so we learned how to protect ourselves. And the unfortunate part is we learned to protect ourselves, but then we're seen as the aggressor versus the victim um, when we ultimately, you know... <laughs> fight off our attackers.
0: How many times have you been attacked? Could you even count? I mean, it's like half a dozen, would you say?
2: Uh, yeah. I, I mean, if we want to think back to teenage days, then it will probably go more than a dozen. I remember uh, me and uh, two of my girlfriends, we were walking up Broad Street to Broad and Albany, and um, uh, some people ran across the street. And, I mean, we're young, we're trans, you know, we're early in our transition, um, and ran across the street and just started beating us with four by fours. And I, I don't know, I don't know the name of that movie, but Cher played in it with uh, her son. His, his uh, he had this condition where his face was just so full. Yeah. Um, they called him like the Elephant Man. I literally looked like that, and I was eighteen, seventeen, eighteen years old, and to go into the courts and hear someone say, "Well, this person tricked me." And to believe in that they're a girl and, and have charges thrown out as if uh, that is a reason to assault somebody um, is, is beyond, you know, by, beyond me. And I'm, I'm a teenager, you know. Now, you know, again, older in my years and um, older and, and, you know, experienced in my transition, uh, you know, I'm, we're, I'm still seeing people experiencing hate assault. And it's ridiculous. It's like, when is enough enough?
0: And now that um, you've had the surgery, do you
2: think that the, the attacks will stop? No, I don't know. Because me having my surgery doesn't uh, say that I'm no longer trans. I'm always going to speak out for trans equality, um, for trans liberation, for LGBT rights. I'm always going to speak out for Latinx rights.
0: Now, one thing that Naima does is fight off her attackers. As a woman, I get really nervous. And I want to make sure that I'm prepared and can protect myself just in case, y'all. I'm 5'11", so I'm not out here playing. Now, Ed Iannucci, um, he runs Kim's Karate in Mount Airy. He also teaches defensive tactics, and he provides some advice on what to do if it's ever you.
3: It's not how hard you fight back, it's how smart you fight back. And learning proper techniques, of where to hit, how to hit, when to hit, and why to hit, and then when to escape, more importantly, is very important. And that's what I've been specializing in for years. Don't stand and fight, you know, stun and run.
0: Stun and run. I love that. Could you say that again?
3: Stun and run.
0: So you're not, know, your job, because this person could be bigger than you, it could be multiple people, whatever, but your job is to just stun them and get the hell out of there.
3: If you fight right, and defend yourself properly, you will allow yourself a minute to escape. What people don't understand is self-defense. Like I tell the women, don't stand there like Della Reese and Harlem Knights and square off against a man just because you rocked them a couple of times. you got to get out of there. you got to give yourself that opening and get out of there. And the only way you give yourself that opening is to look for it, be trained to look for it, and then be trained on how to respond to it.
0: You offer courses that people can take to learn this.
3: Yes, and they've got to understand that just because it's a martial arts school, you're not coming in here to put on a uniform and bow and learn kicks and punches by the number. I'm teaching realistic tactics based on regular body movement that I equivocate with everyday movement, even titles that people are uh, familiar with. Like, I will call one move, I Dream of Jeannie, where, you know, how she crosses her arms and ducks her head to disappear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if somebody—if you can imagine—grabbing your throat with two hands, you fold your arms over top of those hands and drop them, along with your head and back away. You just release the choke. So I use things that people can it, can relate to in their everyday life, as far as how to escape and stun.
0: So take class, and like Wu said, if you see something, say something. Again, the number to the hotline where you can report acts of hate or bias that number is 215-686-2856 again 215-686-2856 this has been a flashpoint extra flashpoint is kyw news radio's weekly public affairs show it airs every weekend on 10 60 a.m on your radio dial and it comes on at 9 30 p.m on saturdays and Sunday morning at 8.30. So you can subscribe to Flashpoint Podcast for exclusive content like this extra. You can find us on the radio.com app, the Apple Podcast app, or any podcast flat, uh, platform. All you gotta do is search Flashpoint KYW. If there's something in your community that had you hot under the collar, let us know. And we'll walk you through the flames. You can follow us on Twitter. Our handle is FlashPoint Show. Mine is Kerry, Greg, and thank you because you're a part of the Flashpoint fam so we really appreciate you listening and subscribing to our podcast we work really hard and we really really care about the community so until next time I'm your host Kerry Gregg thanks for listening